Synergy Autism Podcast. Welcome. My name is Barbara Avila and I am an autism specialist. This is my podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of my mini podcast series. Today I'm going to be talking about autism and gender diversity and what parents and professionals can do. So I'm going to be honest with you. I've been hesitant about doing a podcast on this this topic. It has been coming up more and more in my work and I still do not feel like I am an expert. That's why I was hesitant. But you know what? Then I realized that as a cisgender and neurotypical mom, I will actually never consider myself an expert on the topic of auti gender, which I really like that word. I can admit that and still share what has helped me learn and support those who have autism and are gender diverse. So here we go. As parents our teen and professionals, our teens are discovering and exploring their identities, including gender, more than we ever did when we were growing up. Teens are amazing at challenging the status quo, especially when it might not make sense for themselves or others around them. Many of us were raised in a fairly traditional binary manner regarding gender. We may find it difficult to wrap our heads around the gender fluidity of our next generation of wonderful humans. We might struggle with it feeling right or feeling wrong, which is also a binary concept. We may fear a teen being an outcast from his peers due to not conforming to one gender or another. But I want you to think for a moment about your own teen years. Remember your own angst in trying to find your true self? You tried to distance yourself from your parents in both subtle and more substantial or even risky ways. You discovered who you were by testing limits, taking risks, wearing different clothes, different makeup, or listening to different genres of music. And when one of those fit your personality, you felt at home. You felt heard. You felt valued and seen. I guess I don't find it surprising at all that young people are testing the waters of gender fluidity. It's kind of fascinating and kind of wonderful in a way. Consider the fact that people in other cultures have been revered and considered spiritually elevated if they transcend gender. Maybe if we considered gender fluidity and evolution rather than a negative, we will all have a higher level of acceptance of humanity. So I'm going to read from an article that I'll also make sure is in the show notes. Hundreds of distinct societies around the globe have their own long-established traditions for third, fourth, fifth, or more genders. The concept of two spirits, which is derived from Navajo Navajo culture, sorry about that, believes that they share both male and female spirit hence two spirits, and can be recognized and revered. The, and hopefully I can pronounce this correctly, the Hina of Kumu Hina is part of a native Hawaiian culture that has traditionally revered and respected Mahu, those who embody both male and female spirit as well. 
I'm astounded at how I think that the artism community is teaching us so much about humanity. Artists are more likely than their peers to not conform to their birth gender. Some studies are reporting that those who are transgender are actually three to six times more likely to be neurodiverse and or on the autism spectrum. Many become transgender or non-binary, not feeling that any gender stereotype works for them. It is actually clear from our biology that we all have the hormones of both sexes, so it seems logical that we would all have expressions of one or more than the other, both or not at all. And it makes sense that if you're someone who is not as, let's say, tuned in to social constructs, you may not be as likely to follow the social construct that there are just two genders or that you have to be the gender that your genitalia dictated at birth. All right, so what do you do if it's your teen or young adult or, you know, you're a professional and it's a teen or young adult that's in your um, practice that is exploring their gender or has embraced a different gender than their birth gender? If you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I like to ensure that you can walk away with something to try out. So true to form, here are a few tips to keep in mind for better conversations with a teen or young adult who may be gender diverse. So number one, move quickly, run away from trying to fix or cure your child, the child, teen, adult, from cure them of autism or gender quote-unquote confusion. You're only going to, to widen the divide between you if you do. Accept your teen for who they are now and in the future. They need to be celebrated. They need to be validated and supported to explore and determine who they are in their own skin. You, even as their parents, cannot feel what they are feeling. You cannot think what they are thinking. You can only stand by and support the process or not. Choose wisely. Number two, adopt a team approach. None of us enjoy feeling alone. In fact, a colleague who I admire, his name is David Petoniak, is known to have said, the only disability is loneliness. He was referring to the commonly co-occurring condition of depression stemming from loneliness in the disability community. However, we can certainly extend that understanding of loneliness to all of us in this age of so much depression and anxiety amongst our teens and adults. So begin to use wording that gives your teen that sense that they are not going through this alone. Be sure that they know you are there to defend them and keep them safe. Help them navigate the world with this new understanding of themselves. Use we in your language, as in, we will figure this out, or we are here for you. I am not proposing that you solve any problems for your child or teen, but you can stand behind them ready for when they really need you. Number three, help ensure balance. Your teen may be, or your young adult may be fairly consumed with this new understanding about their gender. Do not go down the rabbit hole and become all consumed with it as well. Keep expectations reasonable and balanced 
with your household responsibilities, for example. Ensure they still take out the trash and clear the table from time to time. Dropping those expectations completely basically undermines their overall balanced development. You can certainly share this idea with them directly and problem solve accordingly. For example, you may say, I know you have a lot to consider as you navigate high school and this new identity, but we still need your help at home. Number four, use gender neutral language as soon as and as frequently as possible. (laughs) We're in a new phase of language that now includes gender neutral pronouns. We're here. Instead of she, her, or he, his, we more commonly use they now. This is an immediate demonstration. When you use these, the proper pronouns of they, this is an immediate demonstration of your respect to not only them, but their friends and community. Yes, I know it is challenging to change your pronouns, but make the effort and ask those around you, your teen, spouse, and others to correct you until it feels more comfortable and more fluid. I know that this mini podcast just skims the surface of the complex interchanges that you're having with your teens in your homes and offices. I hope that you've heard something to take away and to ponder as we all move to a more welcoming stance with our fellow humans who may look, act, or think differently than maybe we do. I'll be sure to put some of my favorite resources on this topic in the show notes. Many of those resources I've actually gleaned from the wonderful teens, adults, and parents in my practice. So thank you if you're listening. Please keep an eye out for my upcoming book, Seeing Autism, Connections Through Understanding. It's due out this summer. Till next time. Synergy Autism Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Synergy Autism Podcast, where we bring research, information, and people together to best understand and love those with autism, also known as autistic individuals. Check out my website for lots of additional links, like my Facebook account, Instagram account, blogs that I have written, videos, and even courses that are both free and some that I have labored with some wonderful colleagues um, to produce just for you. And contact me with questions and ideas for future podcasts. I'm here. I'm listening. Till next time.